Welcome to Slow and Steady, the podcast where you get to follow along as we figure out how to build and run a SaaS. I'm Brian. And I'm Benedict. Each week, we'll give you an honest peek into our lives as we work on our products and keep the lights on with consulting. Today is January 28th, and I'm feeling energetic. This is episode number 26, and I am feeling encouraged. All right. Ooh, it's that's another... way more positive uh, than last uh, last week. Yeah, man. I must have sounded pretty. Uh, I must have sounded pretty discouraged or down last week because I got several very kind <laughs> uh, messages from listeners, uh, which was which was really meaningful. Um, I didn't. Yeah, I guess I didn't realize how discouraged I felt. <laughs> but yeah, no, I got I got a couple of really nice got a couple of really nice notes, um, and so yeah, I ended up, I, I ended up having a a pretty good week, a uh, good week as well, but we'll, we'll get there in a little bit. What, uh, what's got you feeling so energetic? Um, just that Jane and I are slowly getting into the rhythm of, uh, doing like full-time user list work. Um, yeah. we started, uh, last week and this week on Monday with a call and planning the week and like setting goals and, um, deciding on what tasks to tackle this week and that, that starts to get into a nice flow uh, and that has me energetic. Mm -hmm. I, I asked a little bit last week if there was a particular process or anything that, that y'all were following, but, and, and you said, no, that you're, you're just sort of, you're, you're establishing your own rhythm and your own. Yeah. Yeah. Energy. Cool. Let, it's super simple right now. Basically get on, like we have to call around uh, lunchtime on Monday. So that leaves the morning for doing some, like some planning personal planning of like what do you think you can do this week and um, then we discuss these things in the call and uh, make decisions on what has to be done this week and then basically head off and try to complete all these tasks within the week yeah and yeah so far it works well but I mean it's only been like two or three weeks that we do this so. <laughs> well, hopefully Let's you see. can continue the momentum uh, continue feeling it what I, what uh what tools what's like what's y'all's tool stack as a team? Um, we use Zoom for the calls. Uh, we have a Slack channel for like uh, ongoing dis discussions throughout the day and the week, mm -hmm. and we currently use Asana for task management. Okay, and um, GitHub issues for bug reports, but that's about it. Okay, yeah, just curious. I've been been talking to a lot of people um and just always curious what their constellation of tools uh yeah it's this this has been the setup since basically day one i'm not okay. entirely sure like especially with asana i'm not i'm not as not a huge fan but also it works well enough so yeah right now yeah. moving to something else is probably not worth the hassle got it yeah. Yeah. I, I only have, um, I have one client or uh, one client who uses Asana. Um, and so I'm, I'm in there, you know, a fair amount. I'm not a huge, uh, and I, I, I have to say, I'm not a huge fan of it. I don't dislike it the way that I actively dislike Jira, for example, <laughs> <laughs> just, just a soul draining experience. Um, but it does it yeah every now and then it just feels like a little bit too feels like too much for a you know a small team 
Yeah. Um, yeah. That's, that is, that's my experience of it. It could also just be the way that, that we're, we're using it over here. Um, not trying to just like blanket diss on Asana, but not, uh, haven't been a huge fan of it. Yeah. I think I agree. Like it works well enough, but it's also like, I'm not a huge fan. Like it's, yeah. 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 It works well enough. It's not as big of a problem to justify looking for a different solution. Yeah, exactly. But um, I mean, at this point, uh, it basically boils down to we're using two two basically checklists uh, with group by by week uh, where we just uh, put our tasks in and then we have one Trello style board for product development where, where things move around. Yeah, that's about it. Like we only use a fraction of the features that are available in there. Yeah, it seems like the the cool kid on the block right now is Clubhouse. Mm, yeah. yeah, I was thinking you'd say Notion. Notion is great as a wiki. I my my opinion on Notion at this point, and I I dove into it for the past I'd say probably two weeks. My opinion on it is it's amazing uh, for note-taking and reference material. Um, I don't love it as a to-do list or as, mm-hmm. a, as project management. Yeah, okay. I haven't used it yet. Yeah. Just looking from the outside. Um, yeah. yeah. Have you used Clubhouse? I, you know, they announced this like great free plan for teams up to... I want to say 10 people. Mm-hmm. And so I checked it out. Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm a, I'm a hundred percent sure it was because of an ad on build your SAS um, and checked it out. And yeah, I was like, okay, yeah, this is, this is pretty good. I mean, it's, you know, nice. Um, my, I still, I, I still just prefer Trello. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For, project man like simple small teams simple small teams when you don't need points and time tracking and all this stuff like it just makes so much sense to do doing done mention members check off check boxes keep it yeah 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 i agree um i've been eyeing uh clubhouse a little bit but it's like for our current setup we're I'm basically the only one doing product development and like yeah. working yeah. on the product. It still feels like overkill. Like, yeah, I mm-hmm. I would probably spend more time in the tool, um, adding estimates and stuff, and then never reading them again. So, yeah, <laughs> I feel like it's at this point a a simple check checklist is good enough. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, that's where I that's where I tend to land as well. Um. What else, man? What else is going on for you? Um, I signed a contract for uh, the hotel for FemtoConf 2020. So okay, I'm great. happy to announce that it will happen May 8 to 10, 2020 in Darmstadt, Germany. And uh, tickets will probably go on sale next week or the week after. So if you're listening and are thinking about uh-huh. joining uh, femtoconf.com for the mailing nice. list. And nice. yeah, you'll be notified. There will only be 25 tickets as last year. So it's a very small event and mm-hmm. expect it to be sold out pr- pretty sure and uh, pretty fast. <laughs> nice. That's awesome. That's How long have you been doing 
femtocomp. Uh, this will be the fourth edition. Okay. I think yeah, right. it will be the fourth. How, what, what's the background story? Why did you, how did you start it? And what was the first couple, was the first year or two like? Um, it started out as a, so backtracking a little bit. I, a couple of years ago, I was doing a podcast together with my friend Christoph Engelhardt in German. Mm-hmm. So we had a, a similar podcast to this one, but in German. And but your co um, could actually speak German. What's that? Your co-host could actually speak German. Yeah, he actually could speak German. <laughs> and not true. accidentally sound Danish. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So well, you're doing that like the, the, Yeah, the problem there was that uh, um, our audience was relatively small because of that. Uh, but anyways, we wanted to do a meetup, like just meet some of our listeners. And um, yeah, we did that the first year, like just a... We ended up uh, visiting one of our listeners who had like a big house and was renting out rooms, like bed and breakfast style. Yeah, and we basically rented all the rooms in his house, and uh, went to the Black Forest and just spent a weekend there and had like a mini retreat. Mm-hmm. And the next year we want to do that again. And I was talking to Jane back then and told her, "Yeah, we're doing this mini retreat. Do you want to come?" And she was like, "Yeah, sure." And I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to give a talk. <laughs> and <laughs> I said, "Ah, interesting talks." <laughs> so, like a conference. <laughs> yes. And uh, that that was the point Except where we tiny. decided, yeah, like a a small microconf, uh, and that's uh, that's where it started. And we decided on um, the name Femtoconf, and uh, like basically just like microconf, just way t- way tinier. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um, rented a conference room in a hotel and started selling tickets and people actually showed up and uh, great. we had a good time and that based on that we continued doing it like the years after and this will be the fourth fourth one that's great how many people usually or how many speaking slots do you usually plan for um, so it's usually six speakers. Um, mm-hmm. we, in the last two years, we had um, four like talks and two workshops. And I'm not entirely really sh- sure how it will work out this year, but probably similar. Like have one day of like more, yeah, just like talks with questions, and then hopefully have the second day with hands-on stuff. Uh, yeah. Last year, Christoph did a nice workshop. Um, and we had uh, someone else uh, basically doing a a workshop on like how to talk to your customers and stuff like that and with some okay. exercises and more like group participation, yeah. <laughs> audience participation. And um, yeah, that's about it. Cool. Cool, man. Well, good luck and congrats <laughs> on another year of FemtoConf. Can't wait to hear how it goes. Yeah, let's not uh, congratulate me on this <laughs> Oh. Until it's over and finished and all right. <laughs> a success. All right, fair enough. Yeah. Congrats on congrats on taking steps towards making another one happen. G- getting the ball rolling. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. That that was like the main thing that happened last week. Um yeah. What about that NPM package that you've been tinkering around on? Oh yeah, that um made some progress on that one. Like like I said last week, uh, spent the higher Thursday and Friday on this and actually made some good progress. It's a big learning experience. Like I screwed up a couple of things okay. in the process again, but um, 
I guess I'm new to this, so that's to be expected. But um, the, the stuff that I wanted to get done last week is done and working. And I've got a couple more to do this week. And then hopefully early next week, I can get it into the hands of uh, one of our customers mm -hmm. and um, get some outside feedback and yeah, get them to use it. Cool. Good. Yeah, Good yeah, deal, man. Yeah, slowly. Slow and steady. <laughs> slow and steady. Yeah. How... Uh, you don't have to give any more specifics than you than you want to, but generally, how is like acquisition versus churn going for you right now? How are you feeling? Um, so acquisition has been a little bit slow over the last okay. couple of weeks, um, but also there hasn't been any churn. So I guess it's it's balancing itself out. Okay. However, um, I feel like most of our churn, like if you just look at raw numbers like revenue churn, I think even in the past, most of that was um, people who forgot to cancel their trial and then got charged and then decided to cancel and usually asked for a refund. Yeah. So yeah. that's, it feels like that's the majority of our churn. Of course, some, like some of the longtime customers also cancel from time to time, but compared to the, I forgot to cancel my trial people. Uh, it's yeah, can also almost neglected. Neglected. Gotcha. Cool. Well, I guess I can give a little bit of update of what I've been. Yeah. Uh, up to. Um, yeah. Well, I, the first thing is, yeah, like I said, I must have sounded pretty down last week. I got a bunch. Of, got some encouraging notes. Thanks again for that. But uh, Thursday night. Thursday night, I went to this local um, product executive dinner down in Denver. Um, probably like 20-ish or so people. It's just like some product VPs and CEOs, CPOs around here um, that uh, I was got invited to, uh, I think like a year and a half-ish or so ago. So I've been going to that. Um, and it was, it was really good. It was one of those things where it was like, I did not want to leave the house. It was, you know, five fifteen. I was getting ready to just go fight traffic in Denver to look for a parking space and do networking. And at, at the end of a day, I was already tired, but I'm so glad I went, um, talked to, uh, uh, it's like this senior product person at Twitter, uh, a co-founder of a a pretty big um, startup uh, in Denver. A friend of mine who is there is actually a um, in product at GitLab, which is like, you know, 1200 something remote employees. Like they are in the upper echelon of companies that are doing this right and kind of leading the way for, for everybody. Um, and that was just, that was just really good. Um you know, as people were like asking people what they're up to and people would ask me what I was up to and kind of say, oh yeah, still doing the product consulting thing, you know, to pay the bills. But, but I've really been interested in is remote work and exploring the challenges that managers and leaders of remote teams face and challenges that um, employees face as well. And like the, the number of times that that conversation would like, you know, their eyes would light up. Or like, oh, yeah, man, totally. Let me tell you what I... And they would like start sharing their struggles. It was just one of those th feelings of like, this is where the energy is compared to going to those networking things and, you know, 
talking about, you know, jobs to be done or, you know, here's how I think MVP, you know, early stage startups should build MVPs. I'm like, okay, yeah, that's, that's interesting, Brian. Um, compared to the conversations that I'm having now with people around remote work where there's just, ag- there's a spark there. Mm-hmm. There's like this, you know, the, the qualitative, like, human energy it's just like all right i can i can tell this feels different um and so uh yeah so uh have i've had a you know a couple of uh a couple of good good things happening there sent some follow-ups and um keep you posted on where those where those conversations develop so what i what i i will say what i really want to what i'm the approach that i'm taking with those follow-ups is not to try to sell um, headlamp as a as a uh, product, um, but to kind of find an inroad into some sort of advisory or consulting engagement around remote work communications, onboarding, you know, the those those yeah. things. So that's my that's my approach. We'll see where they we'll see where they lead. Yeah, that sounds good. Like a little bit like doing that, what we talked about last week uh, of trying to mm-hmm. get a foot in the door there. Do you think like, yes. is there anything looking good? Like making, are you making any progress on that or just like getting the ball Still rolling? Still pretty early. Yeah. Okay. I mean, the, the dinner was Thursday. I emailed them, you know, Friday afternoon. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, I'll, I'll follow up with them tomorrow. You know, uh, today's Tuesday. We're recording this Tuesday. Y'all will hear this Thursday morning. But um, yeah, I'll, I'll follow up with them in a in another day or so, and and just continue to kind of see. Um, one man, I gotta say, one hilarious thing that because uh, last time I went to this product dinner was like seriously nine months or so ago. There were a couple people I met there and connected, like for, you know, met them for the first time, connected mm-hmm. on LinkedIn afterwards, like you do, and. Uh, I use Meet Edgar for my LinkedIn content, just like putting stuff out. And a when I walked in, introduced my and like shook hands with this guy who I had not seen for nine months. The words out of his mouth were literally, "I love you on LinkedIn," <laughs> uh, which I never thought I would hear in my <laughs> entire life. So, I guess I just want to I want to put that out there to say to people. <laughs> um, Sign up for a Meet Edgar account, create 60 individual pieces of content, and just let it work for you. Because <laughs> yeah. people know your face and name, and there are all these sorts of things that we can complain about on LinkedIn. I get it. At the same time, if you're in the business of yeah. needing to sell things, do not take advice from people who don't like to sell things. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. Like so. we had this discussion recently about like should we be more active on LinkedIn and everyone was like probably so. nah, mm, nah. we don't sure. feel like doing it um, I know. but like stories like this make me rethink this especially yeah. if like smart to just l- use like Meet Edgar and basically yeah. not do it in person but like let the machine yeah. work for you totally and, and I think- make and then, like everything and just take from your existing content. Mm. It's all stuff that is like, you're not trying to sell anything. It's like, hey, right, here's here's a podcast you might like. Here's an article I wrote. Here's a thought that might help you out. And just let it go. And yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, <laughs> that was 
that's just a sentence I never thought I'd hear in my life. And uh, <laughs> it gave me a smile. Yeah, the, I, I can agree. That's unexpected, but kind of nice. <laughs> but do you like? Do you think that's because LinkedIn is too underutilized for this? Still, like it's still a pretty. At least it feels like compared to Twitter and stuff, it feels like there's not much happening on LinkedIn. Well, I mean, I, I think it just kind of depends on which which circles you're in. But I think the reason that it's it's a lot easier, I think it's easier to stand out. All right, it's a it's easier to um, to be appreciated on LinkedIn, but for two reasons. One, I do think it's less saturated than Twitter. The other is that the majority of people are overselling. And just like, you know, me, 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 I, I, I. Mm. Um, and so if you just like make it a point of, hey, here's here's a podcast that I that, that I produced and talk to this person. They're brilliant. And here's what we learned. Think you might like it. Um, and like it's if all you if all you do is give, then, yeah, you know, yeah. it's yeah, it's easier to stand out over there. But. Yeah, um, and I'm try. People, like for all the, for all the complaint, you know, some people will like, definitely some people will complain about what the environment is on LinkedIn. Totally get it. Um, I tend to ignore like a bit of the, some of those cyn more cynical or like critical takes because LinkedIn is a business networking is a, is a business social network and people are there <laughs> to, you know, ideally give you know nine pieces of value and then one one out every 10 times hey here's how i can help you can we talk mm -hmm. that's fine if you're not if you're in business and not willing to get pitched from time to time you know it's that's not that's that's nobody's that's nobody's fault but your own that's yeah I, yeah um so yeah chances chances are good that you're probably not active enough on linkedin <laughs> <laughs> yeah like, if you're definitely true for definitely true for me and uh, for user list in general i guess it's also true <laughs> <laughs> anyway there are there are yeah whatever I'll, i'll leave it there there are there are easy and non-smarmy ways to stay top of mind with your network over there so yeah um here's okay and here's another like it's it's a small thing but uh and, but it was random and it felt like Uh, it just created like, oh man, I, I kind of needed this. Um, I got this random email from a commercial real estate advisor in Denver who was like, hey, listen to your podcast on remote work, um, bright and early podcasts uh, on remote work. Uh, curious, I'll be in Boulder. Can we grab coffee? It's like, all right, that's that's interesting. So looked him up and um, and like he's a for real deal uh, commercial real estate. He's not like your neighborhood uh, real estate, you know, mm -hmm. uh, agent. Um, it's like, okay, sure. And uh, anything in particular you, you're wanting to talk about? And he said, yeah, you know, the thing is it's like his, his clients are multi-million dollar tenants, you know, looking for office space in and around Denver and in multiple locations sometimes. And so, um, and a lot of them are startups. And he, he was saying a lot of these people are asking me about remote work and what, and what to do. So I'm just trying to get familiar with the, get familiar on the topic. It's like, okay, let's talk. So we met up at this coffee shop um, on Pearl street in Boulder. And it just felt, man, it felt really good. Cause 
like every question he had, I had an answer for. It felt like all the research and reading and, you know, everything I've been trying to pull together for months now, just like, boom, it just clicked. Um, and so, uh, and I mean, it was, it was, I, I know that it was, it was helpful for him. He's like, okay, yeah, I can totally see where this can go and what he can, you know, think about and put together for, for his clients. And we may or may not like collaborate on a, a thing or two. Um, but, uh, yeah, it just, I, I think it was more of like a, um, what's the, like a confidence builder or like a, like a good emotional boost, um, to, to have that conversation. And yeah, it was, it was cool. I mean, his, we, we basically, we have the same clients. They're just buying different things for us. Like mm-hmm. yeah, we both send grid in Denver is both of our clients, but it's because they're looking at office space. And for me, it's because, Hey, you're looking at multiple locations. You're getting ready to have trouble with communication. I can talk to you about that. Um, so, you know, we'll see just like one, one small stretch of, uh, luck surface area to make that. Yeah, it sounds, make that sounds really cool. It's good. I wonder if you got some, like some free consulting, out of you this way <laughs> definitely did <laughs> he definitely did i mean but uh, it's fair like uh to get the foot in the door stuff like this is probably super valuable yeah i yeah i mean it like the the fact is like right now you know i don't have case studies and previous clients to point to to be like yep. yes Hey, remote work strategist, I can help you, you know, think through and solve these problems that you're likely to have and benchmark yourself against best practice companies. Yeah. Um, I don't have those like case studies yet, but what this felt like for sure was, okay, yeah, I could definitely have charged for that coffee. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and with a ton of questions and I saved him months of time, I can charge for this. Um, so that was so really the, the question is where do you find more people like that guy like uh mm-hmm. is there is there a way to i don't know i mean he he reached out to you so makes yep. it a little bit harder to figure out like what to well, do there but i I'm mean gonna say it. i think part of the answer is linkedin <laughs> <laughs> yeah maybe <laughs> do you feel like um no, I, I in all in all seriousness, I think it's going to be a lot of direct outreach. Yeah, yeah. Where, but it feels like it's 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 a an additional category of potential customers, right? I mean, so far at least I've been only considering like companies who either are remote or becoming a remote company. But like, this is more like someone not familiar with remote work at all, just yeah, needing some advice on this topic even though they, they might not be a remote company and never turn into one, but like yeah. uh, just get some consulting on how to deal with this because it's a thing their clients have to deal with. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's interesting. I mean, my, my gut reaction to that is, Oh, I don't want to, I don't want to shift my focus to like selling to people who are trying to become like consultative experts on it like to their next level of clients, but, um, 
Yeah, yeah, I see where, where you're coming from. But like continuing that thought, is there okay. I'm not too familiar with how things work in the US like this. Is there some sort of chamber of commerce thing or something where you could give a talk on the topic or something there, like that? Yeah, there are definitely plenty of professional networks that are not B2B SaaS startups. Yeah. Maybe that's uh, a that's a way to get to get started like just i mean it's a lot of work but like prepare a talk about remote work for people who are not yet familiar with the topic yep and just yeah. like interesting i don't know tr try to reach out to one of those networks and offer yourself as hey i'm coming over for a one-hour presentation and q a mm -hmm. on remote mm -hmm. work um you provide a location and invite people and I'll be there offering my advice. Maybe that's an angle that will get you some exposure and maybe yeah. some consulting engagements. Yeah. No, I, th I think that that's a completely legitimate angle um, to prepare to prepare a couple of presentations. Um, actually, pulling one together already because I want to pitch it as a as an attendee talk um, at MicroCon. But but to pull together a couple of those. Um, and you know what, a, a really good one to, a great network to pitch it to would be all the co-working spaces in Denver and Boulder. Um, I, I've given a couple of talks at Galvanize, um, over the, over the years, they'll like host these lunch and learns and they've been about product and customer interviews and jobs to be done and stuff, but, but go ahead. But do you think like uh, co-working spaces attract the right kind of audience? People who are struggling with working remotely? Um, no, <laughs> more like uh, people, people who in are new key to positions it. in big yeah. enough companies uh, yes, who are willing okay. to spend some money on that. Fair. Yeah. Yeah. Because I feel okay. like co-working spaces are just like find people like us uh, who are uh -huh. somewhat familiar with the topic and already doing it. And yeah, I mean, yeah. St probably still experience some of the problems, but are probably not willing to pay you to help them with that. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a, that is a really great, that's a, uh, that's a good question. Um, our, what is my co-working space full of, to like solo people, three and seven employee companies who we've talked about here before. Like, I'm not necessarily sure. I don't think that they're my, I don't, I don't think that they're not necessarily my client yet. I mean, might be, might be a, a good way to practice the talk, but for sure. The consulting for engagements, sure. Maybe not. Yeah. Maybe, maybe not. Yeah. Um, all right. I mean, okay. This is, I mean, that, that would be the same exact pitch. Same talk could be, pitched to professional networks of real estate agents and galvanize um i don't think it would not be that much different yeah all right i like this i like and, and i mean I, i really like speaking and um would love for that to be part of my sales strategy nothing would make me nothing would make me happier um okay I should jot this down as a to-do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just just one idea. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why haven't we thought uh, about just, this earlier? <laughs> I, I you know, know. <laughs> can't think of everything at the same time. Yeah. <laughs>
that's just the value of this of this practice um just like the regular the regular check-ins and documenting um of it all so let's see well uh yeah thanks for thanks for thinking through that with me and giving me some feedback there anything uh let's see anything else um update wise you want to talk about Mm, no not really i think we covered most of what happened in the last week yeah okay cool well then talk to you next week and uh see you see ya